I'm Will. And I'm Luke. And this is Will and Luke Discuss. A vodcast. And podcast. Where we discuss content related to psychology, personal growth, self-development, and well-being. This This episode, episode, we're discussing... The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. It was published in 2012 and the subtitle is The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. Yeah, so it falls into kind of the uh, productivity, life hacks, um, aligning your your values and your daily actions with your bigger goals and next action steps. And I think, yeah, definitely this ties into a lot of the other podcasts we've done, you know, things around, you know, getting things done, atomic habits in particular stood out to me as well. Yeah, so the book's in three parts. You've got, well, it's got a little intro and then part one, The Lies, where it kind of talks about all the, um, I suppose, cultural assumptions and beliefs that uh, are stumbling blocks for us, that that dissuade us from um, the key concept they're trying to get across in the book, the one thing. And part two covers the truth, which is the, the simple path to productivity, where it really gets into the theory of um, this idea of honing your focus on one thing at a time and then part three covers more of the actual implementation like how to put this stuff into practice cool well i reckon um i'd be really interested this this week um to kind of you know go through those three sections kind of relatively swiftly try and Mm -hmm. cover that at the beginning and then just kind of get a bit stuck in some personal examples and how we've applied some of this i think uh um something we've reflected on that we kind of just want to kind of get stuck into it and then um then do that so maybe maybe we just start with with a part one the lies um or yeah or or we could cover the key concept to the one thing um yeah i reckon that's even better <laughs> so people that. know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 do that um, now <laughs> <laughs> shall i yeah. give it a crack and then you help fill me in yeah, then we'll crack on with their content after yeah, yeah. the more i read it almost became slightly less obvious over time really what he means by the one thing yeah. but from what yeah. i gather we we spread our attention too thinly generally over too many things and by um kind of putting our eggs in multiple baskets we end up achieving less overall and actually if we want to get really good and succeed at something it's best to hone in on at least one project at a time and within that project to hone in on what is the very next task I need to do to achieve the next goal, to achieve this overall project, which is in line with some overall value. So it's like setting a a single path on um, what's most important to you and what you most want in life. So you're not sort of scattershot everywhere. I think where I got slightly confused later is how this then can apply to like all the different areas of your life <laughs> and then suddenly yes. you've got one things in this area one thing in this area and it's um yeah. so it becomes more than one thing by the end but but the general idea is if you focus your attention down on on one priority one project one goal one task within that goal then you're much more likely to achieve that sort of sequential success than you know jumping from thing to thing yeah, he says, you know, if we kind of try and do everything at once or we we try and do too many things, we end up actually doing nothing. So it's kind of, yeah, that yeah. Whole concept of spreading yourself too thin. And what he's saying is it's about, you know, going small, um, ignoring the things that aren't important and really like honing down on what's mm. the one thing you can be doing right now um, that kind of moves you towards your your bigger goal. Like in any given moment, there is you know, we can really only do one thing at a time. Right. And, you know, what we're really deciding and build, building up a habit and having the wisdom of knowing what that exact one thing is that you should be right. doing next to move you towards that goal. And that one thing, I guess something we'll get into later, that one thing serves, um, you know, the best thing you could be doing that week, which serves the the one thing you want to do that month, which serves the one thing you want right. to do this year. <clears throat> in five years and that kind of someday goal is kind of just having that big picture thinking he talks about, yes, but yeah. narrowing it down to the small in the moment action that you can do and what is the best thing you can do and how, how we deviate from that. And I guess kind of, yeah, that goes into the, like the lies he says, the, the ways we feel like multiple yeah. things are important at the same time. So yeah, no, that fits, um, that sits well. Yeah. So yeah, the idea that what we're doing right now, this action we're doing 
it in some way we we have planned for it to align with our big goals our higher values and we suppose that gives us a sense of purpose um yeah. meaning yeah so what stood out to you in the lies section in the in the lies um, i think we can fall into yeah. <clears throat> for sure yes i guess um uh, you know, the, the the one that stood out to me is you know, everything matters equally. So we kind of can feel that when we've got multiple things going on at the same time, everything starts to feel urgent and important. And therefore, kind of if we treat everything as, as equal, we become busy and not productive. And I know these yeah. are concepts we, we've covered um, before, certainly in the Tony Robbins Time of Your Life um, program. He talks about like trying to do things, you know, that are in the kind of urgent, but uh, sorry, important but not urgent is like right. where the most yeah. fulfilling activities of life come in and i think yeah this is kind of telling us to like go from a clear sense of priority about like what is the most productive thing at any point and he says to go go extreme like draw your day should be driven by the most important things and using your motivation um like wisely and the willpower that you have mm. within you at certain times of day um in the most like tactical um, yes. directed way possible yeah. yeah and so on that point he's saying that like you know there are there are studies that demonstrate we we have a finite amount of willpower each day yeah. and it just declines over the day so like whatever your most important thing is do that first <laughs> um mm -hmm. it, or at least really try to fit that first into your life and i definitely resonated with this especially i've been really influenced by the um david allen's getting things done system like yeah. since we implemented that i've just continued running that program and yes um and it does mean my my inbox just throws me my to-dos each day but mm. they are certainly not equal <laughs> like but, yeah. but they appear yeah. equal because they're all on the same list right and i and you, it's really easy to fall into the oh well what's tastiest on this what will give me the quickest dopamine hit but i can tick that off dead quick i'll do that one first and then i'll mm. do that and then i'll do that and by the end it's like oh i've got all the horrible stuff i really don't want to do but actually if i was thinking smartly with my willpower i would do that stuff first when i'm freshest in the day and like by the end of the day when i'm kind of depleted and tired that all the simple mindless admin would be much easier to do then yeah than like starting some creative writing or something like that yeah and he says you know in the morning he, i guess he has like a bit of a bias towards like the mornings when you're most productive um mm. and most so he says in the morning be a be a maker in the afternoon be a manager and i think right it, it's certainly i get this is something um i i certainly think about is like how do i because there's a list of things that i'd like to get done so like next action steps some of those things are simply errands yeah other things are more things directed towards a, a goal that I'm particularly interested in, that's like a writing right. project or some area of learning I want to do. And I'm trying at the moment, something I'm trying to do is like block out and like an hour in the evening that I leave entirely free yeah. to give a hundred percent attention to mm -hmm. whatever that one thing is that day. And so yeah. if the one thing happens to be like, Oh, I've actually got like five small menial tasks to do right that kind of are probably like admin related but it'd be really good if i got them done because they're not going to be hanging over me then mm -hmm. i might use the hour for that whereas if i'm kind of feeling motivated about a particular area of learning i might kind of focus right. in on that for an hour and i think i think that's a little bit different to what what necessarily he's saying but i guess it's it also incorporates like the time pockets you have you know if you've got like 10 minutes on a train yeah like what's a good use of of that time and i guess i'm Maybe I'm, I'm confusing the messages here by kind of explaining my personal uh, dilemma with it. But uh, yeah. I guess it, it does get you thinking about like, how do you use the most like productive free time you have? So if you've got like two hours in the evening, yeah. how do you use that time? Or like, are you better off doing that more difficult task in the morning? Like, how do you fit those things into your day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like his ideal is saying, you know, do it block out important time in the morning when you most have when you have the most willpower but of course like he does mention that well for a lot of people with the types of jobs they have and the lifestyles they have that's just not really <laughs> like mm. that's just not going to fit with their current lifestyle at least yeah. so i suppose similarly to deep work it's like find somewhere you can lock out time for yourself um mm. Mm. yeah i think um 
It's, it's a really good, I, I think the first chapters, well, first part of the book is really interesting because it gets you thinking about kind of what are the, um, what's kind of like a maintenance habit versus what's a kind of um, a habit of action towards areas yeah. of life you want, you want to work on. So I think about, so my morning routine, like there's a lot that goes on in the morning that yeah. serves, um, you know, my health. Yeah. So it's like my mental well-being serves like, I guess, multiple areas of health, I suppose. And, um, yeah. you know, kind of gets me set up for the day and everything's kind of organized and like ready to go. But yeah. Like that doesn't necessarily serve kind of other, say, like learning goals or writing goals. Or, right. It's um, tra- travel goals, you know, so it kind of falls into that that area. And I guess that's something we've been talking about is like, how do we kind of use those how do we kind of use that time towards more meaningful goals rather than things that are just kind of like day-to-day maintenance? Yeah, well, I think I'm it's str- helpful I'm to separate firstly the two, just yeah. to clarify the difference, right? Because obviously, like, mm. Heavers has a chapter in the book about that, or at least a part of a chapter about, like, you know, you need to look after yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. Success, yeah. like, pursuing a long-term project or a value is you know a marathon not a sprint as they say so like looking after your health and your mental energy is is kind of vital so but yeah that that is a really interesting topic the idea of like what what habits and goals are we kind of putting in place just to maintain ourselves to maintain our sanity our health our energy Mm. our relationships and then what stuff's actually i don't know to produce something to have an outcome that you can eventually yeah. tick off that's a a project that's something that's not just like i want to mm. keep my cardiovascular fitness good for the rest of my life or have a certain mm. diet you know? yeah yeah well what, what did you think about the um the lie about a balanced life you know he says there's no such thing as a work-life balance because we're constantly balancing like what he said that was the hardest one to get my head around <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll save it to, so he's got everything matters equally which we've covered so yeah, yeah certainly yeah. not everything matters equally and it's really easy to get caught in that trap of the, the lists on your to-dos all feel equal when they're just not. Some yeah. things have a much bigger impact on your goals than others. Uh, he talks about multitasking, which like the myth of trying to do more than one thing at once. A disciplined life, he says that we don't need really more discipline because uh, we just need to use the discipline we already have in the most important areas. And actually, people who look like they have a lot of discipline have actually just implemented habits. And yeah. although it takes discipline to implement a habit, once it's up and running, like it mm. doesn't really take discipline to maintain. Well, maybe that's maybe that's kind of what we're talking about around our maintenance habits. Like those things right. are now like locked in, you know, like we've we've kind of locked in our morning routines and our evening right. routines. So it looks like we're disciplined, but actually it's kind of it just becomes a non-negotiable part of the day. Like it, it feels weirder not to do that morning routine. Yeah, that's what you hopefully want to get to. And he makes the case, he says there's some yeah. research that suggests that 66 days is the cutoff point for establishing a new habit, um, mm. which is slightly counter to the, the usual narrative of, uh, I think, 21 days. But yeah, the general general idea being that like there's a certain time, if you just keep pursuing, there's a certain cutoff point where that habit will start basically maintaining itself. Yeah. After which yeah. you can start building more on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I've avoided your question. So the balanced life that I th- he was saying that people look for a work life balance and that can be a trap. And uh, I think that what I got from that chapter was in your personal life, it's best not to let anything drop for any significant of time. Because if you let a relationship yeah. drop for months, you, it's kind of damaged, and you've got to do repair work, right? To go Where, back to it, yeah, yeah. Kind same of with exercise. Line. Yeah. So yeah. if you let relationships drop, if you let diet drop, if you let exercise drop, you, those kind of need constant small chipping away at. Yeah. Whereas he makes the case in work life, <laughs> if we should pursue our one thing and just let all the other shit drop, and then like. Yeah. Yes, we might have this sort of mess of admin to pick up later, but if we, if that, the trap is that if that becomes this thing we feel we have to constantly stay on top of, we never, we can avoid ever getting around to the stuff that, um, the, the 
and uh, the non-urgent but important quadrant stuff yes. that yeah. um, is is actually the most important to us. So he says, rather than finding a balance between the two, sort of keep on at your personal life. Don't let those things drop. And then in your work life, pursue one thing and let all the menial stuff just drop. You'll pick it up yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think he's saying sort of like time, he says time away from one thing means like it make that balance becomes impossible. Like if we take a significant amount of time to go and like deepen in one area of our lives, like that's going to mean that another area of our life kind of suffers. And if, but if we right. try and give equal time to everything, we right. like shortchange ourselves. Like we're not able to kind of do everything at once. And I guess that's kind of like an attitudinal shift that like, you know, I can't, and I guess what one thing that stood out to me is like, I, it's going to be difficult to maintain an absolutely immaculate home environment. Right. If I'm spending like, my spare time after work, like doing this one thing, right? Particularly, or like if I entirely like dedicate myself to my work, it's going to be, it could be very difficult to like get up early every morning to go to the gym and stuff. Like I, right. I guess it's sort of what he's saying is, is that like there is inevitably going to be a degree of like take when you focus yeah. on like another area of your life, and I think it's, I think that's something maybe, um, I've noticed in kind of you know trying to do some like big habit stacking or trying to do like too many things at once. Like I want to work on all these multiple areas of your life, but yeah. it you, it can be difficult to do them all at once, like and do, to do them all deeply and to do them all properly Yeah, to the, to the best of their ability to maximize right. like the goal you set yourself. Right. Um, I think that's a fair way of putting yeah. it, isn't it? Like the idea yeah. that you'll get all your areas of life and be doing them all to your best of the, your abilities, a myth. And I don't know that if we took, um, exercise an example you don't want to let it drop because uh well because you need it to sustain you obviously but like i could imagine either of us could go down a rabbit hole of exercise where we start planning these like big routines we want to do to hit these exercise goals and it just will require a lot more time exercising (laughs) and like you know, if that is your one thing right now and that's what you're into then like more power to you but don't expect to have that Mm. same attitude with everything in your life like it might be the case that you know if you go for a you know you do your stretches and you a few press-ups and you go for a jog a few times a week then maybe that's just fine for you so you can concentrate on your one thing but like yes don't expect yourself to go big on every area (laughs) i think i think it's actually a big this is like a big part of the book in terms of you know something that kind of impacted my thinking i guess there is that tendency for me to like, I kind of want to do everything all at once and do it all very well. Like I want to kind of, and when you set your goals in, in life areas, you kind of, you know, especially in the Tony Robbins. Book, yeah. Saying, <laughs> that like, was very much go your, big on everything. <laughs> yeah. Go big on everything. And it's like, how, how do you manage that? You know, like I've noticed like when I'm going particularly, and you would know, cause I, um, you've kind of joined a, like a, a gym club thing. And I'm sure it takes time to get there. And there's all, it's kind of got the, uh, you know, when it's got the it's half what, a mile down uh, the road, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but you know when um, I know like if the gym's got like a sauna and a steam room, and then you kind of like want to go there and do like you know your twenty minutes stretching at the beginning, and you want to go do like a big long one hour workout, and then maybe go to a yoga class afterwards. Like it, like I've gotten into that before. Where I've just yeah. it's kind of taken over like a it's massive part of my life. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of becomes half your day or half your morning routine. And it's like, oh, well, that, like, now I'm finding I start work at nine o'clock as opposed to eight o'clock because I've just started a new job. And I find I've kind of got this, like, half an hour, 45 minutes in the morning, sort of free now. And I'm like, ah, if I sort of, like, shorten my workout a little bit and then I've kind of got half an hour in the morning where I could, like, do some, do another project or work on something else. I guess it's, yeah, I, I guess my point is, is that, like, you can't expect to do everything at length. I guess it's kind of implying that there is time, like time is involved in doing things deeply and, you know, yeah. you know with deep, deep work as well. And I guess that, you know, what we talked about. Time and resources, work, we willpower, energy. Yeah. yeah. All those sorts of things. It's like, how do you want to, how do you want to use that? Like, do you want to use it all for exercise or do you want to use it all for yeah. something else? Yeah. 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 Inter- it's an interesting concept, I think. Yeah. 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 Cool. Should we, um, I'd be interested, uh, yeah, just kind of, uh, for us to just kind of go, go to the focusing question, um, yeah. the, uh, the kind of like the centerpiece of the whole, 
the whole book, and I guess he's you know, he's, he's implying that you know, um, you know, the quote starts chapter. You know, uh, efficiency is is doing the thing right. Effectiveness is doing the right, right thing. And he kind of quotes this Chinese proverb of a journey of a thousand miles must begin with a single step. So, you know, the, the focusing question for him mm-hmm. and for us to build into our lives is mm-hmm. what's the one thing I can do that by doing it, everything else will be easier and unnecessary. And he's saying that this incorporates big picture and small focus right now. So it helps mm. us kind of keep keep a vision and keep productive. And he says there can only be one important thing. Many things may be important, but only one thing can be the most important. Mm. Yeah, so this is part two, and it's kind of a key theory of the book, isn't it? The focusing question, uh, once again, is what's the one thing I can do such by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And so he splits this question kind of into two so one being the big picture and then one being the small focus. So the big picture is, well, if we take that Chinese proverb, the big picture is the thousand mile journey and the small focus is what's that next step or that first step. Yeah. And you can sort of apply this question to both, like thinking, well, what's my general priorities and vision uh, versus mm-hmm. what's like the one next thing I can do. Um to get closer to that and i think that probably uh is a good time he 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 has like an intro before part one and in that intro he talks about the domino effect mm-hmm. um and it's like a metaphor but basically if you a domino can knock over a domino twice its size and so if you chain up domino after domino after, mm-hmm. do, after domino you can eventually you know, I can't remember the the maths of it, but eventually like something this big can knock over like the Empire State Building. And it's like, it's a metaphor, I suppose, for the energy. If we put our energy into the right domino, into the right step, the knock-on effect that can have over time is uh, cumulative. Mm -hmm. I think he's kind of like this, uh, let's say it's like sequential, right? That it is sort of like we, um, success is sequential, not, um simultaneous so saying mm. like if we and i think that is true like often once you kind of get the ball rolling on something and you kind of get some momentum like it can certainly lead to more action and more motivation mm. to do it as well like you kind of see the see the real life changes happening and you kind of know that it's it's possible as well like once mm. you've and you know kind of like once you something that feels really difficult and large to do like often when once you kind of just get going on it like often you kind of find that you can make quite a lot of progress mm. on it if you actually apply yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and then he talks about the uh, the extreme pareto um oh he? yes <laughs> the the pareto principle that i always not always struggled to get my head around but he's you know kind of saying that um, you know, 80% of the res- results come from 20% of the, the efforts. And he's saying that we can kind of do that even, even more, like we can kind of go right to the extremes. So what's 20% that drives 80% of your results? And what's the 20% of that? And then what's the 20% of that? So kind of really narrowing it down to kind of exactly what is the thing you can do in that exact moment. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I think drive everything, yeah. Well, I first came across this, the Pareto principle in the four hour work week right i think we're probably most people did but yeah the idea being that um like we discussed that most of what you do doesn't contribute to most of your success in fact a very small amount of what you do contributes to Mm. the effects you actually have and i suppose in this idea he's saying well let's not just focus on on even the small amount of things we do. What is the one next thing? Like, so if we keep narrowing that down, we'll eventually get to the one next thing we can do that will have the biggest impact, I suppose. So finding that next domino. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got an example of that that you've kind of thought about over the past week of something you're doing and you've kind of thought, what's the exact one thing? It can get a bit as like the one thing. No, no, no. What's the one thing? (laughs) The one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so well, I can give you an example that I've avoided. <laughs> um, yeah. So the one thing you could have done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm doing a course at the moment, and for this course, I need um, 
to do some work placement hours. And as part of my like project to find work placement hours, I've been working on both my um, like website, I suppose, so like online presence, but I can also contact, um, well, contacts I have, right. And see, let them know I'm doing this course. If let, do you know anyone who'd be interested in um, seeing me as part of my work placement? And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm kind of guessing, but that is going to have far more impact than like editing a write-up I might put on yeah. online, right? But there's this part of me that's like, I really want to finish. It feels so much cleaner and like less anxiety-provoking to finish that first and then um, approach yeah, interesting. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, think about like what, like wanting to finish things before you start mm, something else. Like how does that fall into all this? Yeah, And actually it's quite easy to put that off and aim for perfectionism but actually the days i lose through doing that is probably much less effective than like just putting myself out there and contacting people and saying i'm looking for this do you know anyone and they might not even look at the website you know <laughs> so like yeah yeah exactly the, the thing i end up spending my time on might be more uh well at least for this particular goal less effective than um just sending some emails, making some phone calls to contacts I already have that could probably help me out. So yeah, that's the one yeah. thing I've, <laughs> I've not done. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, I liked um. There's a lot of content in in part three that I enjoyed. You know, it talks about um, you know, how to get these extraordinary results. And I guess this is where it kind of turns into like a jump bit of into a, part three, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon there's oh, well, I guess it links a bit to like. Yeah, priority, I suppose, is like yeah. the part that like links to that. So we have, we have many priorities, but there's only one thing we can do right now. It says there's, there's an art to clearing away the clutter and focusing on what matters most. It's simple, it's transferable. It just requires courage to take a different approach. So like, I guess what stood out from what you were saying is that you're, look, I, I could be just uh, describing you all wrong here. I'm probably just describing myself. But like, um, is that like maybe like an old habit of yours could be that like, oh, you want to finish something you've started mm. before you start something else. Like that might be like an old way of doing things or you kind of, you feel mentally satisfied that once you've completed this, then you'll start mm -hmm. this. But it's, he's saying it's going to take a, like a bit of like a, a rewiring to sort of yeah like, try things a different way and like know that you could pick, that, pick up that other thing you'd started another time. And I guess yeah. that's really, that, that's where like, your your organization and your um your time management's going to be really important if you're kind of leaving a lot of important things like unfinished um and like and yeah. understanding the time scale in which those things are going to take and i mean this is just me jumping to the end of the book now but at the end of the book he talks about these like uh i suppose traps rather than the lies he started the book with he ends mm -hmm. with these sort of think like way things that can get in the way of pursuing one thing and one of them yeah. is not being comfortable with chaos um yes yeah and yeah i feel like the david allen getting things done system really helps you like maintain order <laughs> and completely yeah. strip away all chaos but in doing so we prob you probably end up pri prioritizing things that aren't that important they don't fall into your um you know important but not urgent quadrant right so um he's saying well if you're going to pursue something like um that's going to be your priority and other things drop you're going to have to find a way to feel okay with the discomfort of for example like you just said leaving things half finished that are no longer your priority or um yeah. allowing things to build up that you're going to have to get to <laughs> later and just like yeah. to to get that uh focus and tunnel vision and clear out those time blocks some stuff's going to have to sit there and there's going to be a sort of discomfort with that, that we're going to have to learn to sit with if we want to succeed with our one thing. I think to, to learn to sit that discomfort, you would need to see this working. Right? Mm. You wouldn't want to just kind of like <clears throat> feel like there's just more chaos than results. I've started all these things that yeah. I can't finish and it's just, you know, my um, life just got more chaotic and stressful and I can't see any benefit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Well, he's saying, you know, I think it, this is where he does tie in the um, connect today to all of your tomorrows. So yeah. Sort of saying, you know, <clears throat> what's the, you know, what he's saying about, you know, kind of what's the the goal right um, approach right now to, you know, feel that one thing right now to the daily, into the weekly, into the monthly, the yeah. yearly. And I guess it's like, how do you, I guess I'm asking this question, like how do you decipher like what's going to be, the most important thing in a week when you've got like all these different things going on yeah. different life areas into a month and a year because it's kind of well right now it'd be really good for me to exercise but also i've got a deadline at work so mm. what's like i guess this is where it gets um i suppose tricky when you've got the one thing in different life areas that could be like health work relationships finances your spiritual life, all that sort of things. Like, how do you decide between those, you know? Like, how do you pick what's the most important? Well, yeah, well, he doesn't say do. this, but I get the impression the book is very much work-focused and um, and it's kind of written as if you're running your own business, self-employed, and your work is your kind of, will be where your one thing is the reason i yeah. say that is because so he talked in the part three of how to implement this stuff he talks about purpose priority and productivity and i think it's in the productivity bit he talks about this time blocking which we discussed yes. in deep work but his advice yeah. is to um after you've kind of done your morning routine <laughs> block out your first four hours of the day to concentrate on your one thing I was like, okay, so implicitly that has to be your job because <laughs> yeah, yeah. unless you don't have a job or you're working really part-time, you can't do four hours every morning on this one project you're working. So although he doesn't yeah. really say it, he's sort of implying that you're, mm. you probably aren't employed and your one thing is your work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And then anyone else would have to sort of fit this to their own circumstances but it's, mm -hmm. it's really engineered, I think, towards someone who's running their own business or it's self-employed mm -hmm. in some way. Um, and it, so I get the impression by having these time blocks with your one thing, he's saying like, you know, block out four hours a day for what really is your priority. And then the afternoon can be used for the more admin-y managerial stuff. And then I suppose everything else around that is where you fit in your exercise relationships and yeah. <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> I guess so. Here's, here's kind of like a personal example of how I'm trying to manage this. So I've started a new job where um, I, I simply can't, for the most part, block out specific time to do specific things. Like, like there could be like a meeting in which like I'm seeing a client between right. you know, ten and eleven, and then I'm seeing someone between two and three. Like those are things where I kind of I'm there, I'm present. Mm -hmm. that's what i've got to do and then within mm -hmm. those is like priorities but then outside of that there'll be like you know case noting phone calls admin responding to other people's admin like i guess yeah. kind of a uh, work distractions but that are kind of like important to the running of the the team and mm. the work and what needs to be done essentially yeah like the, the admin there's an yeah there, there's inevitable reaction like the phone will go like if i'm in the middle of doing a case note like the phone could go and it could be a client you know, and I suppose this is yeah. getting down to your yeah. personal circumstance, but are you sort of yeah. contracted for your phone to be on loud during that time? Because a Tim Ferriss thing would be like, you know, get yeah. the blinkers on, like cut out distractions and don't allow yourself to have your phone on, your emails on to be contactable during certain. Yeah. Well, time. I guess, I guess a limit, um, I guess this is all like um, early days actually of this. So I guess I'll report back at some point, but I've kind of, um, you know, uh like turn off emails so i don't get like email notifications popping up on the screen yeah um i won't get um texts coming through but i'll get calls so i guess i'll put limits on it in that sense it's oh, yeah. kind of like i need yeah. um i need inverted commas potentially like to be responsive but also like um i need to be responsive to like the more urgent things yeah you know? like if if this thing this request from somebody doesn't need doing right now then the most important thing for me to be doing is kind of like finishing that note or mm. attending something. And I guess this is where it gets really tricky when you have a job that is like inherently 
constant unclosed loops. Just yeah. like there's endless unclosed loops. So yeah. that's that. I'm putting it out there. I guess I'll right. throw this all at you and you, you just kind go, of go throw back it. what you think. <laughs> and then outside of that, I guess I've been putting in some like habits and structures and I'm communicating with my partner about this. Like when I come home, like I, there's obviously like, you know, dinner and kind of you know, unpack things and just kind of sort a couple of things out. And then I've kind of trying to block out between seven o'clock and eight o'clock is that hour I was talking about to right. you earlier. Where yeah. it's like that is an hour of deep, undistracted time. Yeah. yeah. But then after eight o'clock till bed is like time that I keep. It might be used for something else. Like if I decide I want yeah. to carry on the thing I'm doing, but it's like it's time available for um, like my relationship, my friendships. Yeah. You're contactable. Uh, you're accessible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, co- I'm contactable, like I'm available physically, yeah. um, you know, to go and like see a friend or like yeah. to spend time with my partner, like watch, watch TV or something, or, um, you know, like I'm more like emotionally available, but in those, like in that hour, I'm trying yeah. to, trying to do what he says here is like time block things off. And like he said, you know, he says like, just do no interruptions, like don't budge and like navigate high level requests if they come through. Right. I suppose that's kind of where like, you know, for, it's also kind of people around you learning that like that you're just not free at that time. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. we've in our, in our friendship as well, we've sort of, I, we kind of book in times for like longer um, phone calls that might require, you know, kind of deeper thought emotion. Like they're a bit more kind of personal as opposed to like, I don't expect to be able to kind of contact you on a whim about anything, yeah. you know? I think that's so, part of the nature of yeah, living. Anyway, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw that all to, at you. Um, yeah, yeah. Living on different yeah. sides of the planet kind of navigate, like almost forces us to do that in a way, but it's, it's almost a good practice, yeah. right? That that we have to do that um, for this kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are some of your thoughts on uh, like two, two separate, but like obviously time blocking <laughs> in your personal life to do yeah. things that are like yours and then obviously being in a work environment that sort of... Uh, a bit choppy, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Like, <clears throat> I suppose I like th- with, with this and deep work that neither of them are saying, um, ov- obviously they're not saying like never be contactable, like <laughs> always be on your own terms. Like yeah. they're, they're saying find some time where that's the case. They're not saying, yeah, never uh, be living in open loops, jumping from one thing to one thing. Cause some things do get urgent. Right. But yeah, I think this is more important in this kind of, um, I suppose generation we're in with the technology we have where, yeah, you know, I think he used in the book, an example of a dairy farmer It's kind of like, you, you don't clock up at five, you clock off when the cows are milked and like, yeah, like it's project focus. It's not time focus. Like you're done when your mm, project's mm. done, you're not done because of some arbitrary time. And I just suppose that had me think that before all this technology we now have so much of our boundaries would have been set for us. Like you only get yeah. mail once a day, <laughs> you know, your phone yeah. is, is pinned to your wall. If you're not in the house, you can't hear it. Like, yeah. um, yeah, you don't have, you can't be texted and it's, yeah, everything, all these boundaries that feel like we have to make a conscious effort now to put in would have just been there by default. Um, mm-hmm. I got why I'm saying all this, but, <laughs> but no, no, keep, yeah. keep, keep going. Okay. It's pretty so interesting. Yes, in yeah, terms yeah. of you blocking out. Uh, yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. This can sound kind of like, I can imagine people shrugging at this kind of stuff and, and being like, oh, that's kind of, you know, square or something. But like, I think we're forced into this by the nature of the times we now live in. It's, it's not that like this would have been advice for someone 50 years ago. I don't think it would have really mattered then. I think it's, it's something we now have to be more conscious about because we're so, uh, otherwise, yeah, everyone else will be making these decisions for us. Right. And we will always be accessible, distractible, um, et cetera. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think it's true. I think people are very, I've kind of noticed, you know, sort of if uh, someone's got their phone on at the table at dinner or something, <clears> and then it it, it pings, and everyone's eyes go towards it. It's like, what, what on earth could that text be about that's more important than like <laughs> this, like, 
current friendship you have at the moment yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. moment you're sharing with that person you know kind of I guess the one thing I, I don't mean is kind of slightly angled towards like I guess productivity in like a work sense or doing some sort of project or something but I think this is really applicable to like your personal encounters and your relationships and um you know and it's like what's the one most important thing in that moment is to like pay full attention and to like deepen mm. that connection and to like listen to what's going on and provide support as opposed to kind of like you know like it, it, it i i think and then you know if you're spending time with someone and you only see that person for two hours every three months it's like well mm. you know, what's the one thing you could be doing in that so i i do like the how applicable this is to um yeah, relationships and friendships. Yeah, and yeah. That area of life as well, fam- family life and things, and especially if you've got goals around contacting these people or quality time or deepening yeah. your connection. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's the... So in the um, part three, in the practice part of this book, like I said, he, he talks mm. about purpose, priority and productivity. And, and I suppose the purpose is really the big... Uh, kind of values-based questions what would yeah. david allen would probably call it the i oh, changed it in the second edition horizon. like the forty thousand feet <laughs> yeah horizon oh, five yeah. or whatever it is like that's yeah. the, when you're really high up looking at the overall structure of your life like what's what's kind of most important and yeah. um and yeah i suppose this whole book is about using that and zoning down right to the present moment and being like well yeah. given that what's most important right now and so in those cases you're talking about yeah like engaging with someone in your personal life is going to be more um yeah you're going to feel well probably depending on your values better for that than building the habit of being constantly responsive to texts or something yeah i think um the what what he says in the uh, live with purpose the quote i think just sums up what you said is you know when our daily actions fulfill our bigger purpose is when we are most happy right yeah yeah that, well that makes yeah. so much sense doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah yes and i'll be um interested to kind of hear and suppose people to hear sort of uh you left me a voicemail earlier on in the week just talking yeah. about the um your thinking around yeah kind of how how kind of having your your one thing in each life area kind of you can make that a daily habit of moving you towards like bigger and better goals. I know we spoke a bit about like maintenance goals versus yeah. um, more. I'm, I'm wondering like what, what you think kind of on reflection from this book you can do to like prioritize the things that are kind of moving you towards like your biggest dreams and your biggest goals. Um, yeah. On a, on a daily basis or whether you thought further about that. Well, it's something um, I'm still, I think, battling with. So I'll spitball mm, ideas. Yeah. 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 So the, the basic premise is that, so yeah, building habits, really important, right? Uh, as we've talked about, not just in this book, but habits can really, yeah, make things flow. Once they're built in, you, it requires less willpower. Um. But I've been becoming more aware, as we talked about, that some habits are just to kind of keep things going. Whereas, uh, so like exercise, for example, like you might create kind of arbitrary exercise goals, but at the end of the day, for most of us, the point of exercise is to stay healthy and happy and good energy and longevity, right? But it... <laughs> but but there's that's not its ultimate purpose the ultimate purpose is well what do you do with that energy longevity and health like it's that's just mm-hmm. laying a foundation right yeah. it's not really yeah. it's not so much fulfilling in and of itself like um unless you've got a life on top of it so mm-hmm. and i think it's easy to and it may be even important at some point to just be building habits which are helping you with all this maintenance stuff like, oh, i want a good diet and i want to um, stay on top of my exercise and uh, meditation for my mental health and I don't know yoga or whatever it's kind of like 
that that can take quite a lot of effort and time to set up and then you're still like well this is kind of just trying to keep me kind of happy mm. enough so i can do other things <laughs> and, yeah um and so it has me think well what how can we more utilize habits to also not just pursue this maintenance stuff but pursue um that feels like chipping away at steps towards bigger projects i suppose yeah yeah in, um, in kind of in the same way i guess to relate to if with like exercise you had a goal to look at you're like a bodybuilder right you knew that your daily like visit to the gym was moving you closer towards yeah if you were like an olympian yeah, yeah. and the olympics were yeah. coming up then this wouldn't apply well yeah they they would their exercise would be working to a bigger purpose and vision and goal mm -hmm. to some um sense of yes to some project they were working on that was their one thing and so that would be an example of of a habit that was actually yeah. not just maintaining something but building up to something with mm. some sort of payoff um mm. and um um a, a, an example of this a friend of mine's writing a novel right so we're we've got this habit of writing 100 words a day at the moment and so clearly each hundred words he writes is getting closer and closer yes, to having yeah. a novel at the end. So that is a very clear example of a habit that ends up with a, I suppose, a final project. Uh, yeah. Which would feel kind of satisfying knowing that, and also that if you kind of stuck to that, no matter what, that it became this sort of non-negotiable. I think um, someone's kind of going through my mind and um, I can't remember the exact quote around it, but it's basically saying like, that there's a point in which you're, your like planning and um, maintenance goals can kind of get in the way of productivity. If you spend more time planning and kind of mm. making sure you're doing all these things just to be okay, you might actually just be kind of avoiding doing the mm. thing that's sort of moving you forwards as well. So yeah. um, that's something I've become aware when I'm really honing in on my habits. Like if I just want to just kind of get those in place, I'm like, well, what am I actually doing with the, the like the spare time i think yeah. that's what i'm trying to do by blocking out specific time to do things yeah. rather than just sort of like a morning and evening routine shouldn't be like what i do in my spare time you know, <laughs> right the, yeah yeah the, 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 the routine is just the way you live your your life like essentially like right sort of right and i think it's easy to lose sight of that yeah. especially when it's a struggle to get the thing up and going in the first place yeah yeah and it's yeah. kind of i i think that there's a point um i guess we've gone through a few over the last few months, me and um, our friend have sort of tried to implement maybe more solid routines and habits and that sort of thing. And there's kind of like a real enjoyment in doing that. Like there's a, mm. like that's, that's the challenge. It's like, ah, the end goal is like set up these habits to the point where they're so ingrained that mm. like it feels odd to not do a 10 minute meditation or not to write in like my journal on the way to work yeah. or something, you know, like that. And you kind of get there and then you're like, okay, what's, what's like the next thing? Like what's the, I guess that's where these books on productivity become really helpful. It's like, well, what's, <laughs> you go, but you also need to work out what you want to do with that time. And yeah. Like, like what, yeah. what's exactly. Yeah. If, if some of the stuff mm -hmm. you're working on is for health, energy, focus, attention, clarity, mental health, then that, I mean, that's awesome. But once you get there, it kind of begs the question of, well, yeah, well, what am I going to do with this health, energy, mental clarity, <laughs> mental yeah, health? Yeah. Like, what, what, if there's what, something what specific else? within that you want to work on, then, like, you know, it might be, I don't know, you can imagine there'd be certain goals around, you know, like, I want to work on, uh, you know, this aspect of my mental health or this issue I'm working through in my yeah. mind and stuff. Like, then you'd give time specifically to that. But then if you're talking about just like general well being and like making sure you, kind of get to bed on time and you know you're meditating it's uh mm. the different things yeah um inter it's, it's an interesting thing to think about i suppose isn't it it's kind of in, i guess the one thing encourages you to like go big and be like well what like what's the big thing i'm actually aiming for here and yeah. like trying to yeah. narrow that down into like well if that's what i want then what what's the best way to spend spend my time yeah 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 and i think for me it's going to be around like or at least in sort of work life, writing some sort of um, courses or workshops around either, uh, I've got a few ideas spinning around, but maybe for 
uh, fellow mm. therapists or maybe for um, some sort of program that could be helpful for someone either before they start therapy or if they can't really afford to do therapy weekly, but they want their own sort of program, they can follow something yeah. like that. That's kind of my bigger vision that I've been inspired through reading this book. Um, yeah. Things like that, sort of, they're a little bit, uh, the novel example is really nice because it's quite clear that you can sustain one single habit writing X amount of words and you'll eventually hit your goal. But not all projects are like that, right? Some projects require multiple different goals within them that have different tasks. They're not all just one yes. task that you can just pursue. So um, that, that has its own uh, planning, which yeah, actually, also, uh, so, go on. <laughs> Oh, no, you, you go, you go. I think well, I it just reminds go. me yeah. he, in what in this section on actual, actual practice, he talks about blocking time, but he prioritizes well, first look at your year and block out your holidays. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found that interesting. He was like, So, like, you know, when you're going to have time off because you're so kind of um sure about your commitment to your one thing that you're going to have mm. to need a break from it. So, first block out your holiday days and then like block out, yeah, your sort of um time blocks to do your one thing but also block out your planning time in i suppose in um getting things done they'd call this your weekly review right but like block out an hour a week for example where you reconsider your uh someday vision your five-year vision your one-year vision your one-month goal that fits with that your one-week goal that fits with that and what you're doing today and just make sure you realign it re-navigate the sat now to make sure you're on yeah. that track yeah. and it's almost like yeah you need to book in time to remember to do that so you're not just off in the in the wilderness chipping away at stuff mm. that's not really um in line with what you want to achieve i, li I like um what he says around um uh time blocking your time off so your holidays yeah. means that we plan our plan our work around our downtime so yeah. like flipping on its head not being like um, it's like, oh, I've got, I have evenings and weekends free. And then in the other time I do work, <laughs> like right, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I go to, I go to paid work. Um, I find that quite an interesting, like reframe of doing things. Cause I think often maybe it's a bit of a habit for maybe people who kind of work regular hours or maybe it's changing now, but it's sort of like, you kind of work nine to five, come home and then like. I don't know, have dinner, watch TV, go to bed, start again. Weekends are free to kind of just get, kind of go and do whatever. But actually, like, there's so much time in the day. Like, if you had something specific you were really wanting mm. to work on in the evenings, I'll probably describe this terribly. But, like, you know, there's like four or five hours in the evening you could do stuff you wanted to work on. Um, you could pursue other dreams, other goals, other things. The weekends are you know, time for you to work on all these other things as well. I guess it's sort of if work becomes a priority and like the main drainer of your energy, um, mm. that it doesn't, you don't have energy for the things that really matter in your life, presuming that work might not be the most important thing to you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that begs a whole host of questions, doesn't it? Like, I suppose yeah, how, I think, I how to yeah. perhaps work towards making mm. the way you earn money more in line with this one thing. Um he doesn't yeah, really go into yeah. that, but like, I mean, mm. I imagine, I mean, it would be, let's say like for lots of people, you're doing a job just essentially just for the money, then it would be so hard <laughs> to implement this book um, around that because, yeah, I mean, you could, you, you could, obviously you could find like you're, like you're saying, you, you but finding a few hours in the evening after when you think about what you said about willpower draining through the day, mm. like it would be a, a slog. Um, and again, like I'm repeating myself, but I don't, I think the reason he doesn't address that is there's sort of an assumption that your job is your one thing mm. and that, mm. yeah. Mm. So that, that, I suppose that makes this book, uh, somewhat inaccessible for large amounts of people mm. as a, yeah, it needs some sort of bridging, projects to get from where you're at to the point in which you could implement this yeah. book <laughs> yeah yeah all right um any other thoughts at all or feel like we covered a fair bit there anything that kind of stood out to you that we haven't covered or um, um let me just spin around and look at my whiteboard <laughs> the productivity whiteboard 
is good for the listener. So one or two things which are basically covered in the four hour work week, like being able to say no and yes. set your environment up that really um, helps you pursue one thing, you know, like even yeah. recommends like getting a do not disturb sign. And um, okay. Here's a, here's a thing that's a bit, I suppose mm. that I found really helpful finding, finding w- ways to say no to the stuff that's not important from doing the um, getting things done. So I, I do an example of doing your taxes, right? The worst thing in the world is <laughs> getting to like the day before your taxes are due, are due and then like starting your taxes, like just having a massive box of receipts and doing this horrible project yeah. into the night to get it handed in by midnight or whatever. You don't want to be, you don't want to be that person, no. but you can flip the other way where like, for example, I had the, uh, something like, you know, up, update my tax return as an ongoing habit in my system. Um, I think I had it in maybe weekly, right? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's just one example of maybe I've got loads of things like that. Update, so yeah. this and that. And it ends up with, I got all these daily to-dos that pop up into my system because I've set weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. And actually it's like, well, do I need to do all this admin this frequently? Maybe I could update my tax return once a month. I certainly don't want to do it once a year, but maybe once a week yeah. is just yeah. like wasting my time. And like, maybe mm. actually there's so much stuff that I've implemented in my system. So I'm on top of everything that I can now just start cutting out and experiment yes. with. Okay. Let's <laughs> see how it okay. feels to, um, I don't know, update my tax return every two months. Like maybe, yes, it would take mm. much longer, but maybe a couple of hours once every two months is better than half an hour a week, you know? Uh, yes like okay. i don't know yeah. <laughs> so yeah. things no, like that. no no so, yeah yeah because it's also like kind of in if you are blocking out specific time to do things like could you do four weeks worth in a shorter amount of time equivalent like if you're exactly. doing it weekly if yeah. It's, yeah yeah if it's taking you like an hour each week um it's not going to take you four hours at the end of the month to do that hour each exactly week, as exactly. an example yeah yeah and i've got so many things like that like um yeah logging my client hours for example which i do for my um governing body membership it's kind of like i also had that in as just a weekly to do i suppose like weeks uh we run on weeks right so it's easy to drop yeah. in things and just be like oh, i'll do it once a week not, without really thinking about it and it's the same thing i don't want to do it at the end of the year because that'd be a nightmare but like do i have to do it once a week i'll try it every fortnight i'll try it once a month and suddenly like it by finding these sweet spots for all these little maintenance tasks, I'm actually clearing mm. a lot of my daily to do's yeah. and being much yeah. and having much more free time without any negative impact on what I'm getting done. So I found yeah, that really then, helpful. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Kind of, and it means having like a really good understanding of how long things take, yeah. what energy that's going to take from yeah. you, what time of week's a good time to do that. Like, is it like a Sunday, the last Sunday of the month, you get all of that done, or is yeah. it like First thing on a Monday, when's it good? When do you feel most yeah. satisfied about getting those things complete? I, I Yeah, that, that makes total sense. I think that's something you have to be kind with yourself that you kind of learn over time. Like you learn yeah. that like, oh, I wasn't doing that in the most efficient way. And it's good to reflect yeah. that like what I'm doing right now might not be the best way of doing things. And like yeah. there's another way of doing it and kind of being open. I guess that's why these these books are so interesting because they show you another way of doing things and you try yeah. it and it works or it doesn't. And Yeah. And in terms of his like, that the part of his sentence, what can what's the one thing you can do that would make it either easier or unnecessary? Like that really applies mm. to this stuff, right? Like, can I yes, even? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just spitballing now, but would would there be a way of um, using utilizing some piece of software such that my filling in client hours automatically updates on my tax yeah. return <laughs> and then i don't even have to do it that like that mm. that just becomes automated so like there are obviously yeah it's not just all about automation but there are ways in which um you can quote say no to stuff and, like take on less commitments yeah. but still get the stuff done um yeah yeah, yeah. 
got lots of examples in my head of ways of kind of like streamlined areas in my life. Like I used yeah. to kind of every week sit down and write down my workouts I was going to do in the gym the next week. Right. Then I just got an app. Then I just got an app and just put it in once. And now it just. Right. <laughs> Did you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome, mate. Well, yeah, really, really great to chat to you about that one. I think, uh, yeah, I think we kind of got gone a bit of a flow and there's, pl- there's plenty of content there. And um, yeah, really interesting book and it's quite highly recommended by quite a number of people. So Yeah, no, I really uh, enjoyed it. I think great, it's, it's going to be one that's going to, um, I mean, it, yeah, it's full of big ideas. So it's not something I can read and then come to a podcast and be like, oh, I've implemented all this. But it's certainly going to be yeah. one that's going to marinate in my mind for quite a while, yeah. I think. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, well, there we go. The uh, next book will be up on screen now, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. But um, yeah, great, great to great to chat to you, mate, again. And um, yeah, hope uh, hope you're doing well, and uh, looking forward to the next one. Cheers, mate. Enjoyed it. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.